What's up, guys? It's here. The fundraiser. The fundraiser that's been talked about forever is finally here. Roots is finally getting funded. We've at least got the first tier. We're on our way to the second and third tier of funding for that. And man, do I have an awesome interview for you with Mr. Chris Fashman, who is one of the top guys over there uh, at the leadership team. And we've got all kinds of information about the original idea of Roots and how it came to be the Roots Project, the fundraiser, what all went into that, why they moved away from Kickstarter, all that cool stuff. So, I mean, glad you're here. And we're just going to jump right into it. Got a few things that we handle here in the intro and then we jump right into it with Chris so thanks for being here as always what's up redemption how you doing John Hendricks here as always for another episode of the Thresh Ford podcast and guys this is a big one Okay, I can't tell you how long I've waited for this news to break. Obviously, you guys know if you're up to speed with the community, you know that now the fundraiser is live. We have learned about the fundraiser to fund Roots. We know about Roots. Dude, what a glorious time. What a glorious time to be involved with the game of redemption. This is such a fantastic time frame. Uh, we've got so much good stuff happening right now with the new starter decks, Roots Now, and we've already funded the first tier of that with the fundraiser. Hopefully, we're going to push to the full funding of the largest amount of cards uh, available to us from Rob, and we've also got Israel's Rebellion. If you aren't excited about the game of redemption right now, then you need to go to the doctor have them hook you up to a machine and make sure that you are breathing and you are alive because I I don't know how else to say it. It's just a great time to be involved with the game and, and just so excited for the future of the game that I have uh, grown to love over the last few years. But, you know, we'll try to dial it down. We've got a conversation here with Chris that I recorded last night. So I'm recording this now on Tuesday evening and, or Tuesday night, and then I recorded with Chris last night. Now, you will hear that it is just me on the podcast, even though last week on the episode we announced that the podcast would have a co-host. Brad, unfortunately, was not available. He was tied up with duties for his role as youth pastor, getting ready for the uh, youth ministries yard sale and picking up some things from the University of Alabama that they had donated to the fundraiser for the uh, yard sale. And so he was wrapped up with that, could not record, couldn't make time. So Brad's just not here this week, but he will be back. Uh, it's not a short-lived one-week thing. So just uh, to give you an explanation of why, it's it's just my lonely voice here, but I'll try to uh, keep this brief because I know what you guys really want is to hear from Chris because he's got some great uh, backstory for how Roots was developed, whose idea it was originally, all of that cool information that is not necessarily public knowledge. And I'm glad to finally 
be able to have him share some of those things on the podcast now that I've kind of picked up on or, you know, poked and pried at for what seems like a year now. I feel like, I mean, it, it was a year if you go back to me and Brian, you know, trying to figure out what the big surprise that Chris was hinting at on the way back from nationals, what it could be. And it turned out that it was roots. And then we knew that there was going to be a fundraiser. Chris had asked a few people, but anyway, all that excitement and just all that, that it started to, you know, become numb because, and it just felt like it's like frustration because we're ready. We're, we're just, let us hear about it. And then nothing elders talking about, they're working on it. They're working on it. And, not wanting to rush because we know they're volunteering their time. They're trying to do this in the right way. But all of that, now we're here. We're in the moment. It's it's so fantastic. Now, before jumping into that conversation with Chris, I do want to go over a few things. I do want to spotlight a couple of videos for you guys to go and check out. And as always, if you guys have a tournament that you have and you would like to share the results here, I'd like to spotlight tournaments, especially the state and regional tournaments as we build towards the uh, culmination of tournament season, which is nationals. That's going to be in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we do have the results shared to us from Mr. Charles Loria. He shared the results for the Connecticut State Tournament. And so I'd like to go over that. And apparently if you host a tournament, you're going to win type one. So if I want to win type one, I'm just going to have choose to host a tournament. But um, type one, two-player Charles won that category. In second was Kevin McElrath. In third was Mr. Joe Roberts. Booster draft, and they played multiplayer. In first was Charles Loria. There's something to hosting, I'm telling you guys. Second was Emmanuel. And third was Kevin McElrath again. In sealed deck, first was Kevin McElrath, second was Charles Loria, and third was Sam or Samwise. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt the last name. We're just going to say G as the last name. So it's late. I'm sure that I would butcher your last name if I tried to say it. So uh, Mr. Samwise came in third there. In type two, the winner of that category was Emmanuel, Eman. And second was Joe Roberts. And third was John McAlesian. So that is the results for the Connecticut States Tournament that happened this past week or past weekend. So definitely want to make sure that I I share those results with you. And you can go and see those those results as Rob gets them populated in there to see the current R&RS standings. At some point, I do want to kind of take a peek at those on the podcast, but I don't feel like tonight's the right night because I'm trying to get this done so you guys can get this episode and I can go to bed. So tonight's not the night for that. Now, the two videos that I would like to spotlight for you guys is our homeboy, Mr. Jaden Alstead with Redemption with Jaden. He has a video that came out on Thursday, which was also the day that the fundraiser leaked so he had his day kind of uh, kind of uh, <laughs> stepped on a little bit, if you will. But I'm sure he didn't mind for how exciting the news is. But Redemption with Jaden's video for this week is titled A Quite Literal Star War. And this came out on Star Wars Day, 
May the 4th, and may the 4th be with you. But quite literal Star War, and it's a game with him playing in the Lackey Grand Prix round three versus Zach Gilball. And I have not watched the video yet, but I assume because of the title, there's going to be some shenanigans going on that involve Heavenly Host Tokens and Star of Bethlehem. And just a plug for the fundraiser, if you want some Heavenly Host Tokens, I know where you can get them, okay? I know where you can get them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go spend money on the fundraiser, okay? But anyway, that video is available for you to see. Now, it just so happens that because I recorded this part of the podcast tonight, I was able to include this, that Tyler Stevens, Mr. Hiatus himself, who has not done a video in a month, was working on a video this evening, and he put it out. And it's titled, Must Have Made a Mistake with This Defense. And it's a little light on characters. And the reason is because while he's doing his little deck review before doing a test hand like he usually does, he left out two characters. But then you get to see them when he does the play test or the the, the walkthrough, the test hand. And yes, they are new cards. They are not from Roots. They are from Israel's Rebellion. So if you want to check out two spoilers that are honestly pretty cool, and it's kind of cool the way that they worded these cards' abilities to have a really cool ability, but then have a potential bigger effect based on game condition and our game state, and I think it's really cool. You should definitely go and check those out. Again, that title is... Must have made a mistake with this defense, and that's on Mr. Tyler Stevens' YouTube channel, which is still titled Tyler Stevens, even though he calls it Tyler Talks. So we need to talk to Tyler about his title. I feel like as friends, we should push him to do Tyler Talks. But anyway, I digress. So the last thing that I would like to say before moving into the interview here with Chris and getting you guys all of that information that I'm so excited for you guys to have. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed talking to Chris and finally getting that sense of, I don't know, it's just, it's here. It's, it's relief for him a lot of it, but now it's like, I feel like I've been knowing this was coming and it it not coming to where it was a little bit frustration. And I'm just glad that that information's out there now. And I'm glad to be able to give you guys more of that story of what all went into that. So we'll get into that in just a moment. But the last thing is I mentioned that the podcast, I would like to potentially do something. Um, I don't ever envision myself moving to a video podcast because I feel like the editing process and all of that, I just... I don't want to get into that, and I'm already so busy with work and things and wanting to make time for the podcast. But what I can do is come up with something else that engages, and I kind of hinted about it last week with uh, Brad, that if there was interest in that, and you guys obviously, if there's no interest, I'm not going going to do something um, that takes preparation, dedication, and time to be set aside to do it, but I feel like you guys would enjoy this, so I'm going to float an idea out, and you guys tell me. Give me the feedback of if this is something that you would like to uh, check out and be involved with. But 
I would I would like to potentially start doing maybe like once a month having a live stream type thing. Um, so almost like a video podcast, but it's live streamed of me, Brad, potentially, and maybe cycling on a couple of people randomly from the community or whatever. And this would be something that's not edited, just kind of a hangout, kind of like what happened a little bit with with the Discord uh, a few times where we just kind of had a bunch of people get on and just hang out and talk about whatever came up. Um, some of this information would have to be done through text because I think that anything over about four people is outside of my comfort zone on getting good quality video feed and stuff. But just once a month, maybe maybe doing that for an hour or so, just like a random, I don't know, Friday night hangout or something. Me, Brad, and maybe whoever whoever's available in the chat, hey, you want to come on for a little bit? And then they come on and talk. Uh, you guys can pose questions. We can talk about the podcast, things that we've done on the podcast recently, things that maybe we're working towards in the future for future episodes. You could, you know, offer suggestions on things that you might want to uh, hear on the podcast, like guests or topics. Uh, just a little bit more way to engage with you guys that are fans of the podcast and have a little bit more dialogue and also let's let's us kind of dip our toe into video versus just audio without dedicating the podcast or affecting really the podcast because this would only be available through like YouTube or whatever streaming service. I wouldn't even go through the hassle of trying to turn it into a podcast episode. It would just be its own thing on like YouTube. Um, and maybe do that like once a month and you know I don't know give it some jazzy title but I think that would be pretty cool and it allows me to have kind of an informal space for some more people in the community to be involved or uh, come on and for us to you know hang out without the need of oh I'm gonna have to then go and edit this and try to make it more presentable in that audio format because I think video format is a little bit more forgiving for talking about things organically as they come up. So that's my idea. I haven't really even told Brad about that. So Brad, when you listen to the podcast, there you go. But that's kind of what I, how I fleshed out the idea in my mind. So if you guys would be interested in that, let me know. And I assume that most of the people that listen to the podcast would be cool with that if they are available on whatever time we do it. So... That might be something that we do in the future. So thank you for listening, as always. I hope that I, I do a good job of letting you guys know that I do value you guys for tuning into the podcast and allowing it to be the platform that it is for the community to have great guests like Chris on to talk about the relevant and happening things in the community, like this amazing fundraiser opportunity for us to fund and get those stinking angel war cards out of the packs once and for all, you know. Death to the Angel War cards. I'm sorry, guys. Huh. But thank you for listening. I want to thank Chris for coming on. As always, too, I want to thank Mr. John Early and Covenant Games for sponsoring this podcast, sponsoring our ability to uh, share this kind of information with you in the community. So make sure you guys go and check out Covenant Games. If there's something that you're interested in purchasing, know that you're supporting content like this by doing that and reach out to John Early and just let him know that you're thankful for his support for the podcast. And with that, I'll shut up. 
And here's Chris. All right, guys, welcome back into the Threshing Floor Podcast. John Hendricks here, and we are sitting down with Mr. Chris Fashman. How you doing, Chris? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I think everyone in the redemption world is doing fantastic this week. You guys have been sitting on a lot of um, exciting news, a lot of things that we've known about was coming down the, the pipe for a long time now, and now it's here, and it's like... Super exciting news for the community to be able to see what you guys have been working on, start to get glimpses into that. But for you guys, man, what a week. I'm sure you guys have a lot of weight off your shoulder getting this thing out live and actually getting to see the the fruits of your labor now. Yeah, I think the, the best part is obviously the fact that it's gone well really quickly. Um, I mean, what, we dropped this on Thursday uh, afternoon. And here we are recording on Monday night and we're, you know, I just checked it before we hopped on and we're sitting at, at 10,000 raised and we're, you know, which is over half, halfway to the main goal, you know, and, and so that's, I think that's the best part about it. Not, um, instead of just seeing it go live, not only that, but this community is, has always been really good to support Rob in this game. And I think, um, you know, he's even posted on the discord multiple times in the last week, which is something he's never done before. So obviously um, that he's blown away by it, which is super cool. Yeah. I think the overall excitement that people had for it actually getting to watch that. Um, and I would say probably rather quickly compared to what some people might have had an expectation. I thought it would be a little bit more slow going early on after you got that first little initial push, but it seems like it's still steadily every day there's something moving the the needle a little bit. But to see the community kind of stand up and start start supporting what we all think is going to be great things for the future of the game, because we always talk about the future of the game. It's always future of the game for like the last two years, you guys. Um, as we, uh, I've had the privilege to talk to you and Tyler, it's always been like the future of the game and make sure that's set up for new players to come into, but to see the current player base stand up and support that vision, even if it is, you know, a self, self self-fulfilling, uh, (laughs) you know, fundraiser because we're getting the goods of that as well. But just to see that whole vision be supported by the community in such a great way that we are, you said 10,000 of 18,000 raised and it's been what around a week now you said I mean it's been like four or five days so it's pretty impressive yeah so I think just seeing the community come together and support that vision all of that I mean I can I can just assume that Rob knowing that what his sales figures are and knowing that he wouldn't be able to do this without the community and then seeing the community reaffirm his business And, you know, his belief in this game and its ability to be used as a uh, tool to share, you know, the faith with players of games like this. I mean, that's that's all just got to be really cool. And definitely it's fun for us as a community to see Rob get involved on Discord um, since he usually is just he's there. Uh, I think he's every now and then you can see that he's on, but he never posts. Uh, So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. yeah, and it's funny, he's been part of our um, Elder Playtest team Discord as well for a long time. 
and he very rarely gets on there. And he's been on there three times in the last few days too, uh, just talking about different stuff and, and uh, having some ideas that he wanted to, to throw out there too. So that's been kind of fun to see. So um, I guess we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Roots first before we talk about the fundraising aspect of it. Because I think people are excited about what we're raising funds for, obviously, first and foremost. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about how we're raising the funds and how you guys have set that up. But when did uh, this idea for Roots just first enter you guys' uh, leadership group? When did the thought first come in? How did that happen? And then... You know, just what was what was the initial thought behind what ended up becoming Roots? Well, I don't know when. I'd have to go back and look it up, and I didn't have the forethought to do that. But what I will say is that the official thing to get Roots kind of off the ground um, didn't come from the leadership team. It actually came directly from Rob. Um he, we were just, the, we had been talking and I don't remember exactly where the conversation was and, and going, um, like I said, without trying to go back and find it. But we had, we had talked a while about trying to get these old scroll bonus cards, you know, from the back of the packs taken out. Um, we kind of like the idea of it all being rotation only cards with the IJ being put in the gospel of Christ, obviously with the two card sizes, that doesn't quite hit the mark that we were hoping for, but at least it's better. But that's basically where Rob Rob just kind of stuck his head in the discord one day and said, Hey, I would like to replace all of the older cards in the back of the packs. You know, uh, he, he was working out a deal with a new printer at that point in time too. And so kind of had some ideas and some quotes and stuff for us for some numbers that would potentially need to be raised in the future for that. So ultimately roots was Rob's idea that he has finally kind of listened to the community and us. And he was getting emails from brand new customers like, Hey, I want only new cards and packs and things like that. And his only option was super packs. So he, he just decided it was time to, to finally make the move to try to just get rotation only cards in the packs and not just rotation only, but obviously the same size, things like that, not just starter pack cards. Yeah. I think I'm guilty of it coming into the game and cracking open that first pack of like prophecy of Christ or something and then getting some cards with it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say not only the angel wars packs that I bought initially on, but then when you open newer packs and then you still get Angel War uh, cards or whatever, it's a little bit of a shock if you're not aware of that coming into the game because yeah. with other card games, you get new cards out of the, the set, and that's all that's in the pack generally. Uh, I don't have a very extensive background in other card games, but I've, you know, at some time a while back, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! for a little bit. Didn't get too deep into it, but I played it a little bit, and then... Um, Keegan does Pokemon a little bit and we've got a bunch of cards for that. And neither one of those mixes older cards with the newer sets. So I was not aware of that. And then when it happened, I was like, man, we gotta, we gotta do something. These cards ain't even the same size. Uh, so I can get those complaints. And if you're the, the guy that's the head of cactus game design and you're getting those complaints 
from new customers. I can see the the drive to want to eventually, um, if the opportunity presents itself, to get rid of those. Um, I guess just as a, a, a side bit here, now that you're part of the leadership team and, and one of the elders for the game, how often do you hear that from, from players? And you've got your own play group, and they come in contact with the cards. I know when you've done booster draft, you're like, if you don't know what to take, take a wide card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how much uh, complaints do you, have you witnessed yourself about that? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's I guess it depends on who it is. Most of the complaints are actually from, in my experience, more veteran guys just because it's one of those things it's, oh, good, now I have my 50th copy of this card or something like that. Most of the new guys just don't care. Obviously, they'd rather have um, newer newer cards, and they don't care anything about these old cards. But, you know, I guess at least as far as my group is concerned, they know that they can give them to me, and I'll just keep them. And, you know, after they give me X amount of cards, I'll give them some, you know, new cards and whatnot anyway. So... So maybe my experience is a little skewed because I hook my guys up, but it's definitely something that people don't like. At the same time, though, you know, when it comes to something like sealed or booster draft, uh, where you're not creating your own decks, um, having it be, you know, have, have having you know 15 cards compared to 10 or something like that sometimes does help. But you know, for the most part, I think most people just would prefer to have new, fresh, good-looking stuff, and, and definitely all the same size over anything. I know that I asked you about the timing of this and when you guys first you know, started working on the idea or had the idea brought to you, I guess you mentioned by Rob, for what would end up developing into the Roots Project. I'm sure you didn't know that you were going to call it Roots at that time and all of that kind of took hold, but how did how did that transition happen from just that thought to actually coming up with roots the design for roots the you know you've got the logo it looks cool how did how did just that progress into what we know so far um from the community side about roots well the 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 main thing was when when rob dropped it it was kind of at a good spot if i do remember correctly i don't like i said i i I need to go back and look up dates and stuff but I, I remember us being in kind of a transition period at that point, too. I want to say that Gospel of Christ was done. I want to say that Tyler and I were kind of well working through, uh, well, I mean, the new set, Israel's deliverance and whatnot, um, and Israel's rebellion. So I want to say we were kind of well on our way with that already. So we were kind of in a spot where there were some free hands um, in the Gabe has done a lot of this where he had transitioned to where we were taking over and, and, you know, working on the Israel block. And then he was like, Hey, you know, I can, this is something that seems pretty easy and straightforward. And he just started going and, and looking through the old cards, like, okay, what do we have on the old card face that we haven't, you know, don't have in rotation or, um, what do we have that maybe is something that we need to print? Uh, and I guess the best example for that is there was a time where Fall of Man was promised that the legacy rares would be reprinted. And um, we also kind of felt like the the Michael and the um, uh, what Strong else? Angel. The Captain of the 
host. Yeah, strong angel, captain of the host. That those were probably cards that we needed to get in other people's hands because they were very hard to get, exclusive promos, things like that. Even though, um, you know, they haven't been game changing for the people that have them. Um, it would still be good to get those in hand. So that that was kind of the first thought process is what were some of the old favorites that people would like to see in rotation that we don't have? Uh, what are cards that we already have in rotation, but we probably need to get in more people's hands? And then what were some what were some cards that might have been legacy rares had we done a set that revolved around those scriptures or something like that. Cause there's definitely some good classic cards that simply got skipped over as legacy rares because we didn't address the, the area or the place of the Bible that they were in. So, you know, so, so that was kind of the first thought process on, on getting that going and just looking at those things. I mean, it, the, the list came together really, really quickly. I remember Tyler and I think this was around the time that rotation happened and people started realizing how many holes there were in certain themes and decks that were really hurting afterwards. You know, things like Daniel lost a lot of cards mm-hmm. in rotation or Babylonians lost a lot. And it's not that some of those cards didn't need to be trimmed from the card pool, obviously, but losing that as part of rotation, he kept saying, well, leadership's got a list. We we're, we're keeping it. Don't you worry. We're going to, we're going to take care of things. And you know, I, take that and think about the fact that now we're having roots with some of these older cards. And it just makes me wonder if all the way back then, um, even if you didn't know that roots would be the way or the avenue to get these cards back into the card pool or, or a way to help these themes out, how much of like that list that Tyler mentioned having, or that the elder team, you know, was compiling, how much of that inspired the cards that were chosen for roots? Um, I think it did inspire it. I don't know that I want to say that was the pure inspiration for it. But that being said, I mean, it's pretty obvious what we do and don't have in rotation. You know, it's pretty obvious which, um, what's the best way to like identifiers, what decks, deck style, things like that. You you know, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory, which things need the most help. And that's kind of what that boiled down to. Um, but then it also depends on kind of what we are doing in the future. So there's definitely some cards that should be considered for roots and definitely should probably involve, be involved and were part of the original conversation, but have been cut because we have a set planned that's going to hit them. So there was there was definitely a lot of that, but it wasn't the... It wasn't the full explanation of, of where the, the cards that came from Roots came from. So it's still, you know, that's just ex- kind of an extra part of the previous part, I guess, is the the best way to, to put it. So it's a it's a piece of the puzzle, but not the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. How much work have you guys put into the development of the Root set? I know that it was mentioned if we get all the funding in time for it, uh, whatever Rob Rob said that it would have to be at some point this week. And I'm not sure that that's going to happen. We can all still hope and and shoot for that, obviously, and push towards that. But if we don't get it in in time for it to go this week for the printers, um, but I know that 
there was a mention of the root set. Is it even solidified to the point it's ready to go to the printers? And Gabe mentioned mm-hmm. that if we got the funding there, you guys would be able to get that in time. That if mm-hmm. the funding was there, you guys wouldn't be behind the eight ball and hold it back because of some other reason. Um, so obviously right. a lot of groundwork has been done for roots to be at least to that point to where you can say that obviously we're seeing some of the spoilers come out now of some of the cards, but from Rob's initial, Hey, I want to find a way to replace some of these cards in the back of the packs and you guys deciding what cards and all of that working on the wording and, you know, changing the abilities, maybe taking, you know, like we saw silly women lose the multi-brigade, so it's not all brigades, and now it's just two. There's a lot of thought process in a lot of the decisions that are there, and you can see that when the spoilers start coming out. So how much work has the elder team as a whole put into that? And I mentioned that I assumed that this was probably the special project that Marcus was working on back around Nationals last year. So I guess could you could you confirm that if if my guess was right there? But then how much work has the team as a whole put into it to get us to this point? I don't actually know the answer to that question. Uh, I don't remember what special project Marcus was working on. He's got his hands in everything that we do, and he is uh, obviously a vital part of what we do. So I, I, I don't remember exactly what he was speaking of at that moment. So I, I'll leave that one alone. But to answer the other question, it's... Honestly, it was, like I said, it was one of those times where we had a nice transition period. So uh, Gabe literally just, I mean, he popped out like 150 cards, potential cards in what feels like a week. And it was probably more like two or three weeks, but he was just popping those out real quick. And and basically a lot of them started out as uh, not carbon copies, but very similar to their old versions and in some of them we've toned down or some of them we've completely changed um, just because they, they weren't in a place that they needed to be, you know, that that's, there's a lot of cards that people like and want that simply don't fit with our thought process and, and where we're going in the future of the game because they're just too much or they're too strong or they do too much or they do this and we don't want them to. So there, there were definitely some that needed to be toned down or, or modified slightly. And that's kind of what the original presentation was. And, and as far as getting kind of a card list and things like that, that, it actually went pretty quick. Like I said, it's it's modified slightly over time just because there's been some cards that Tyler in particular has been like, hey, this is the direction we want to go. I definitely want to use this in you know, a set in, in a year or two or something like that. So there have been cards that have been taken off of it, but in cards that have come on and, and, you know, cards that have been modified over time. But for the most part, they were so straightforward and simple that we haven't had to do a ton with them. Obviously, with the, the fundraiser getting going and things like that, and even the preparation for what we've been looking at, because it's not like this was just dropped on the community and whatnot. We've been talking about this for a long time. So we've been we've kind of been looking at them off and on and discussing some of them and things like that. But now we're obviously full fledged looking at this. The nice thing is we've done a lot of the edits and modifications and uh, we have Rebellion ready to go to print. We're just doing some last minute 
checking and things like that. So we actually can fully devote our time to this. And that's what Gabe's saying. Like we already have the numbers that we need. It's just a matter of making sure they do what we need them to do. And we stick with our plan for the future. Okay. Yeah. That definitely makes sense on the, uh, the timing of getting finished with, you know, what all goes into getting Israel's rebellion ready to go to print and then being able to shift all of those additional resources over to focusing on roots. What was the overall goal uh, or the main goal? Obviously you can tackle multiple things. Like you could say that roots is a cool way to replace the filler cards. And that could be like one Mm -hmm. of the benefits of it. And that be a goal of what you guys set out is just to offer an alternative to having, you know, somebody get their 25th copy of, whatever card Mm -hmm. that's obviously something that's a benefit. And then there's the benefit of boosting the playability of cards within uh, booster as a category. And then you can also supplement some of the things that, you know, we've mentioned that was lost in rotation for certain sets and whatnot. So obviously there's a couple of things that, you know, you're checking a bunch of boxes of what good is brought to the table for roots but what was the main thing that you guys, like when you design this or you, you start putting these cards together, what is the, you know, the chief among those benefits that you you guys are looking at and making sure that this is the primary focus and then everything else supplements that or works in conjunction with that? Were you going for the playability in booster and sealed? Were you going for, you know, filling some of those holes from rotation? What was that main focus? The other guys might have a different opinion, but I don't know if there was a main focus. Because I, I genuinely, when, we, when we've talked about this the whole time, it's just kind of been all of the above of what you just said. Uh, obviously, we've, the team, even before I got on the team, had been discussing with Rob just different ways to try to, to get those old cards out of the packs and, and let's create, a, you know, kind of a more high quality, even though that's not the best word, it's just the one that comes to mind product. And, and so that was definitely the main goal uh, was to, to get the old cards out of there, I guess. But then once that was actually a possibility, then everything else that you said was just simply part of the plan. Okay. We're going to make these cards very simple because that's one of the philosophy that we have come up with, we want to make sure this game is marketed to kids. We want to make sure this game is marketed to new players. And so we want our cards to be very simple and very straightforward and, and really not need any kind of guide on how to play because it should just kind of make sense. So because of that, then that just makes sense for us to focus the cards to not have too much criteria or just maybe have bonus criteria for um, certain brigades or certain uh, identifiers or things like that so that it always works in booster draft but maybe has a little bit more value in a kind of a constructed deck or whatnot so um, and then the the final piece is exactly what you said too just okay so these are it makes sense for us to probably throw some Babylonians in there. It makes sense for us to probably throw some judges in there. I mean, there's a lot of judges too, right? So it's with 129 card sets, it doesn't always make sense to um, do all 12 of the judges, let's say in one set. So maybe it makes sense to do a couple here and a couple in a set or something like that. So all of that was taken into consideration and thought about 
when with putting this together. So when you go through the the benefits of it, there's a ton of benefits for what roots should bring to the community to the game, um, especially when you talk about future planning for new players to come in, be able to gain access to more cards, more rotation legal cards for tournaments all the way up to nationals instead of getting those cards that they can use at certain level tournaments but not others. I think it's going to clean the game up um, in that regard. But when you start looking at all the the positives, this is one of those that, like, you can't come up with a negative, or I can't. It does so much good across the board, and I was just wondering how you guys might have stacked that up. But I'll I'll take the default answer you gave there of, "Ah, it's just all good stuff. (laughs) The only... Obviously, the, the, the negative was, okay, now how are we going to make this work and, and what do we need to do? And, and we knew the amount of money that needed to be raised. So that, that was the negative. And so it was just how do we turn that negative into a positive? And I, I hope people feel that we've done a good job in doing that. So Yeah. So at this point now that we've started doing some of that fundraising and uh, we'll get into the specifics of that in just a minute, but we've seen now some of the spoilers come out and the first few that we got were just images of the artwork and the card frame. But now we're starting to see some of the abilities. One that came out earlier today, we're recording this Monday night One that came out earlier today. And there's too many to really go over in specific detail. A lot of them, but something as simple as obedience of Noah, it's an unplayable card. Um, the way that it's worded in its original form, you guys throw a negate, an evil card at the beginning of that. So now you can negate a card and choose the blocker makes that a playable card, makes it something that's not bonkers broken, but it just makes it a playable card. And there's a lot of blue that's in LOC. If you, you were to do booster draft uh, potentially with that and that gives a, a card. So just seeing kind of the way that you guys are bringing things back to, uh, back to life, but doing it in a relevant way that doesn't skew the game. So you're not going to get anything probably that's bonkers broken out of this set, or at least I'm I'm sure that's what you guys are hoping, that they're all straightforward and within a certain power level. But as we've seen some of those, uh, and we can kind of, on the our side, you know, not having the full picture of what all there is in the, the root set, we can kind of start to frame in our minds what we expect the set to be like and what we might see on other cards. But you guys have all of that. You have all of the uh, the thought process of what's in there. You know, and I'm not asking you to share a bunch of it, but could you give us a more thorough dialogue on what we can expect to see in Roots as a whole set as far as, like, theme support, power level of cards, etc., all of that? Because one of the ones that came out as well was, like, Nazareth, and I didn't think we would see that card back in the game, and here it is, so... Could you just speak to like the dialogue of what to, or or the thought process of what to expect throughout the whole set? Yeah. Um, I I mean, again, the, the power level is going to just be kind of various up and down, just depending on how you view and see cards. Again, the obedience of Noah was, is technically a fall of man legacy rare. So that's why it's in the set. Because again, the, those are really hard to to acquire, and even though the Fall of Man version works and makes sense, 
the uh, choose the blocker has slightly changed since fall of man came out we tried to make it a little bit make more sense and things like that so the new wording allows it to be more understandable and more functional so that that's kind of where that one comes from i depending on your viewpoint uh, nazareth is a very strong card and always was um it, because it forces people to play around it and completely changes maybe their game style and, you know, I guess maybe that's kind of the, the top end of the power level, I guess, if that's the way you want to look at it, because it, it is so strong and it does completely change the way people have to play their decks or maybe completely take strategy, some of the strategies some of the decks uses out. So I would say it's probably kind of the high end. But again, you know, basically just straightforward, very simple um you know, if there's some abilities or things that you liked and thought were strong and, and straightforward from the old game that, that would potentially come over, then it's it's a, definitely a candidate for something that might be seen in here. Uh, again, I, I look at the Fall of Man Legacy Rares. I also look at those, the three angels we talked about. So those, those, those levels of... of variety. I mean, Death of Unrighteous is a really good card. Michael and Captain and Strong Angel are really, really good strong cards. So um, it's definitely not going to be just weak, very simplistic, do one thing and that's it card. But there could be a couple of those. And then there could be a a few of these really strong ones too. So just kind of, it it runs the gamut of, of power level. And then again, as far as filling in the gaps, it obviously, like I said, we are we are going to have characters that fill gaps in some of the th- uh, some of the themes. So, like you said, we talked about Babylonians. There's a couple of Babylonians in there, but that being said, it doesn't mean they are purely Babylonian themed. Because again, we want this to work for booster drafts. So, if it requires X amount of, you know, something like Head of Gold, let's take for an example, where you you captured however many characters based on how many Babylonians you have, it's probably not a candidate for Roots because the likelihood of you having a bunch of Babylonians in booster draft is not good. So, very theme specific things is not what we're looking for. So, it, it's going to be a lot more broad than that. I got you. That makes that makes sense. So before we get ready to roll over and talk more in depth about the actual fundraiser to raise the funds, because obviously Roots doesn't happen without the funding. So definitely want to talk about that. I just, I'll I'll give you the chance. Do you want to go ahead and just spoil it for everyone? What the blue creation of the world does? What blue creation of the world does? You just want to go ahead and throw that out? I I have no idea. I'd have to go back and look at it. (laughs) Well, I, I figured I'd try for my creation gang out there. Yeah, I totally forgot it was in there until they posted the picture of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, we did throw that in there. <laughs> you, knew, you knew that one would get me excited. I I know you did. Oh, yeah. Which, I guess, speaking of that, uh, one, other, one other question that maybe pertains more to the card side is, do you guys, or did you, as you were coming up with some of these cards, because there's there's people in the community that are known for certain themes, and they will hold true to them mm-hmm. till the day that they die. Emmanuel is a Daniel player. Jaden, as much as he can play other decks, 
he has he has latched on with you know post uh post exilic i feel like i'm not the only blue player there's other blue players you know mr j chambers that just can't get away from flood he found a way to wrangle it in and make it work with some of the new cards and give it new life you know jeremy chambers is a an angel player just different themes for different players in the community did you guys think about oh so-and-so is going to get a kick out of this when once we put this in roots. Did some of that happen, that dialogue about picking cards and knowing which players are going to benefit from those? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that and, again, we we feel like, maybe not necessarily every single one of them, but we feel like there is going to be at least a little bit of this nostalgia for the guys who have been playing a while and have played different themes or seen different things because – we did a callback to, I mean, creation, again, like you said, for a Genesis deck is is huge, always has been. Obviously, it's not going to be the same type of card, and it's not going to work the same way, but um, it means a lot to the people who have played Genesis. So there, there's definitely nostalgia cards in there, and, you know, and like I said, even the some OP cards in the past have been reprinted to be more uh, gentle and fair, for lack of better words, to to kind of bring back those old days of, man, I remember when this one was so good. I mean, he's still good now, but like, it's, it's different. So. Yeah. I got to imagine that those are some of the, the fun moments when it comes to card design is being able to uh, think about how the community is going to react to specific cards as you guys pick them and, and choose to bring them back to life, especially with something like this, that is going to uh, have such an element of nostalgia attached with it. Uh, bringing some of those cards back into the fold as we progress towards the uh, the beautiful future of the game, having almost this like semi you know pivot and reset of here we get new starters, we get a new set, working on a new uh, iteration of the card face moving forward. It just seems like a lot of new things, and then you get to grab some of that old and bring it along with you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's pretty cool. But shifting gears and talking about the actual fundraising part of it. I know that you put in a lot of work with the fundraiser and I guess you've known this is going to be happening for a while. You knew how much funding we needed for a while. And I guess a lot of thought went into that and maybe some of that thought was driven by just wanting to make sure that, I mean, something like this, you almost feel like you get one shot at it. Mm -hmm. If you, you put it out there and you don't reach that goal it's hard to put it out again and say, oh, let's try again. So I'm sure that you guys went through all of your um, necessary checks and things to make sure that you were giving it the best chance of success as possible. So um, can you just talk a little bit about what went into, you know, getting the fundraiser ready to go live and what got us to this point? Um, I know that it's been a long time coming. People have been asking almost ad nauseum, and I'm sure that you wanted to, give more thorough answers, but obviously having to work on it and make sure that it's done in a way that does allow it to be successful, that takes precedence over rushing it out. So can you just talk to that? And it changed so much too. You know, when we were originally thinking about some type of fundraiser, the, the thought process and the reasoning for the fundraiser was to fund the starters. And and so we were fun trying to fund the starters and try to side fund roots at the same time. And that was extremely daunting, just to say the least. And many, many hours were spent 
with the team just discussing options, seeing what we like, seeing what we didn't like, what what we what each of us felt like should be included. There was, I mean, I don't even remember how long ago it was. I even asked some people within the community, hey, what would it look like? What would you want to see? And I feel like that was over a year ago now that I asked people what they what they wanted to see. It feels like it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I know I asked you too. So because you kind of knew it was coming, you have that luxury of, of us just kind of fleshing it out a little bit during some of our tournaments and hangout times. So, you know, it, it, and that was the biggest thing is, is it was extremely daunting and there will, and, and it really was the pressure of, well, we can't really screw this up because if we do, not only are we not getting roots, we're not getting the starters um, or we would get the starters. That was the promise that Rob had, but we, we as a team had also been um, given the opportunity to create new cards for the starters and make them 56 cards over 50 instead of 54 and uh, trying to get the retailers and the, wholesalers and people like that a discount so i mean that those way heavy because if we can allow discounts and allow the original cost to be cheaper then it's going to get more hands quicker so yeah that was that was extremely challenging and and to a degree stressful because we wanted to to do it right and so we've a ton of research went in we thought we had ideas of what like, honestly, we've gone through so many iterations of this. I don't even remember what we've done and not done. And to be completely honest with you. So we, um, yeah, I don't, we talked about so many different items, so many different products, what things look like, what things didn't look like, what we wanted to do, what we didn't want to do. I, I don't know. It just, it, there was so much of it. And then the, the biggest thing kind of behind it was researching the, the best ways to try to do a fundraiser. And obviously we, we originally landed on Kickstarter and that's what we discussed. And that's kind of the thought process of what we were going to do. So now we're researching what uh, successful Kickstarters looks like. I actually had a phone conference with a couple of different people who had run Kickstarters before successful Kickstarters, what that looked like, what they did, all the steps that they did, um, then had other conversations with people that they're not directly tied to the redemption community anymore, but they're uh, people who are tied to people within the redemption community. And I had two or three people like that, that have also run successful fundraise uh, Kickstarters. So we just lots and lots of discussions of what this looks like. This is what you need to do. This is how you have to do it. Um, to truly be successful. And then every single one of them was also like, just so you know, it's a Christian content. So there's always the possibility that that Kickstarter buries you. And so unless somebody's looking specifically for Christian theme things, there's a chance that you're never seen. So, um, and every single one of them said that too. So it's just, it's it didn't, like, obviously we had a thought process and, and had a uh, new kind of what we needed to do. But, you know, kind of had that in the in the background as well. So that's kind of how it started. And then obviously it, it transitioned after that. So I don't know, did that answer your question? <laughs> I guess it did. If not, it's, it's good content for people to see the thought process behind it. So it works, even if it doesn't answer the direct question. So I guess... In, in listening to that explanation about how it started at Kickstarter, because I feel like 
that's something that a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast might, you know, be curious about of, of why we pivoted away from using Kickstarter. But it sounds more like hearing you talk about it there and the, I guess, the precautionary uh, information that you got from those people that had used Kickstarter was not necessarily one that means that you guys are opposed to Kickstarter or would never use Kickstarter in the future for something. But it sounds more like this was so important and so vital to um, the game's future that you didn't want to take a chance on it not being successful. Like I mentioned, it feels like it's one of those you get one shot at something this crazy. Uh, $18,000 to fund a a community-funded extra set that doesn't, you know, it's not the you know, yearly release set or the one that's coming down just in normal rotation. This is an extra thing. And you get like, it feels like you get one shot at that. And if it's not successful, then, you, you know, you you move on and you don't get another crack at it. It feels like maybe you guys were so protective of that idea that this had to be successful, that you didn't want to risk it with um, some of that precaution with Kickstarter. So is that kind of how you guys felt, or why did you decide ultimately that the site you're using now and this way of doing the fundraiser was better for our product, our goals, and our community? Um, I, I don't know how the other guys feel about it, but I actually, personally, I feel the opposite, uh, which might surprise you. If we were still trying to fund the starters, and obviously that was a huge blessing that Um, Long story short, Rob had some really good months and was able to fund the starters on his own, which was not something that was originally um, possible, really. Um, And that's why we started doing the fundraiser brainstorming and and Kickstarter thing. So when once the once the starters were funded and we knew that they were going to go to print regardless of, of what we did, that actually took a large pressure and a large burden off our, our backs. And it kind of allowed us to settle in here and figure out what, what it would take to just simply get roots funded now instead of two projects. And so all that being said, if, if the starter was still on the table, we would actually probably still be doing Kickstarter despite the warnings of being buried and despite them taking a large cut of, of money comparatively to a lot of other sites and a lot of other things. So because of that, we're like, you know what, we can, since we don't need as much money, we can go somewhere that doesn't take as high of a cut, but still offers us a good looking site that we can run on our own and ultimately make more money in less time for Rob. Because again, if, if Kickstarter is burying your product and taking 10% of everything you bring in, that's, that's just a, more work and more money we have to raise. Whereas this kind of third party website that we, we found and started using um, takes a lot less percentage. And, and obviously anybody who has the site can use it. There's no fear of, of it being buried on a campaign website or anything like that. So we actually had a lot more liberty and freedom to maybe take a bigger risk with this in the sense that, it was kind of an, you know, the website's kind of an unknown and, and it only spreads as far as our people spread it. So, uh, but we felt like we could easily hit what we've done and hit that 112 card root set at minimum. 
so we, we felt confident about all that. And that's kind of actually the direction we went. So yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like we will probably do a Kickstarter at some point just to try to get that free advertisement and maybe the, um, the, the naysay of the, of us being buried doesn't happen, but at the same time, it won't be so vital for it to be fully funded, I guess, to say that uh, we're worried that if it does get buried, that we're going to lose a big deal. And, and ultimately the, you know, some of the best products that we've got, it would probably be more kind of a side fun project than, than something we feel like we have to have. Gotcha. That's the, the beautiful thing about the dialogue opportunity of a podcast like this. So where I was reading it one way, you're like, no, we actually decided it was, it was a, we were able to take a bigger risk and that's why you ended up with the site you are. So potentially Kickstarter is, is still a future option for other fundraisers in the future. Um, so that's nice to know that there's no like uh, such bad feelings with it that it's no longer going to be used because I think when it comes to fundraising for things like this, Kickstarter is like the first thing that people think of or it has such just a, it's almost like it's one of those those things you think fundraising for a project like this, you think Kickstarter. It's mm-hmm. like hand in hand. So it's nice to know that that's still an option in the future. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's quote unquote free advertising that we we definitely wanted to take advantage of. But then again, when they were like, oh, it's going to bury and you got to do this and this costs this much money and then they're going to take this much. Like, there, like I said, there's just a lot going on with it. Um, and now that it looks like we're going to be okay without it, you know, I definitely want to use it at the same time. I don't know what we're going to do there, but it's definitely something I want to consider and, and definitely put at least something on to try to get us some free advertising in a sense to maybe people who wouldn't know us before and then, you know, get them into the community and the game. So, yeah, I get that. So you guys, when you release this, when you finally decided to release it and put it out to the community and just, okay, we've, we've done all the work we can. It's kind of just, we've got to put it out there and see how it goes. First of all, what was that like for you guys as a team to go ahead and make that decision? How much thought was, was given to the day that it was releasing? Or was it just like, it, it feels right, now's the time, and then it just kind of happened organically? Or was it like you know, we'll release it, you know, next Thursday, whatever. So what all went into like just the, the decision to release it when it did? So honestly, the last month has just been tweaks. Um, we probably could have dropped it about a month ago. It would not have been maybe quite as refined. Uh, definitely would not have had all the products because we kind of got an 11th hour um, product ad which is really cool uh, and it kind of may be a story for another day potentially, but we, so I, it was basically ready about a month ago and we had done some kind of final tweaks on it at least two, oh, two weeks before it dropped. And the week before it dropped, we actually contemplated letting it go out. And then, like I said, we were kind of waiting just to see if we could get this extra product and then, um, still making some minor tweaks to it. Basically, long story short, I, I set, I found the website, set it up, got it all together. And then the guys did an awesome job of, of just helping me tweak it, make sure it looked good. Um, Gabe did a lot of work on the graphics to make sure those looked consistent and good and things like that. So 
it, the last month has just been tweaking it. And we probably could have dropped it the weekend before because it was just ready. But I, I, life happened for me just very simply. And that's been happening a lot lately, but so it kind of got delayed a week and then made all the modifications, fixed everything. It was ready to drop Monday or Tuesday. And we decided it would probably be better to be dropped by the weekend, you know, whatever that looked like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we had no real plan to be honest with you. We even talked about dropping a hint on Monday or Tuesday and then dropping another hint on Wednesday, but then we, you guys knew it was coming. So that wasn't necessary. So when Thursday kind of rolled around and everybody seemed like they wanted it and was ready for it, we were just like, okay, here we go. So. Did you guys have, uh, you mentioned maybe doing hints before you released it. Did you almost feel like maybe there was a little bit of fatigue in the waiting game from the community side? Okay. I had fatigue, man. Like (laughs) I was so, I really did. I'm like, everybody's going to think I'm a big fat liar because all I do is keep saying we're working on it. We're working on it. And and we have been, I mean, we've been, I I know the proof. I've seen the site as it, as it's been built. Like I've been, Uh, (laughs) I've been working on this. It feels like, like I said, for months, you're just researching all this and getting it all together. And then, things happened. And, and, and so, like I said, we, we didn't agree on items at the first time. So we had to go back to the drawing board on that. And then after I talked to the guys, we had to, okay, well now we need this and this. So I had to go find people to do that. And it took me a while to get quotes and and people committed. It just, it was, it's been a wild adventure and I'm glad, I'm glad it's over just to be honest, but I'm glad it's doing well, more importantly. So the 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 weight lifted off your shoulder for you guys to release it and put it out there. Did you guys though have kind of an expectation of this is what we expected to do? Because I feel like if you were to analyze it and you know our community, you got to feel like there's people out there like me that will uh you know risk getting you know hammered on by my wife <laughs> for spending money. Uh, there's 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 people like me that will spend money no matter what if it's if it's supporting the game and whatnot mm-hmm. and so I feel like you could almost assume that there was going to be this initial push once it went live like you can expect to count on these guys to buy stuff yeah and then you know then you're looking to fill in the rest of that from wherever that leaves you to the ultimate goal of potentially funding uh, the max at eighteen thousand. Did you guys have an expectation of those first few days, what you expected that baseline to be of those people that were just sitting on ready and rocking on go, uh, you know, with cash in hand ready basically to invest in this whenever it went live? Did you have an expectation of what that, how close that would get you to maybe like that first tier? Um, Yes and no. Uh, We had 100% confidence that we would fund the 112 cards and we would fund them fairly quickly. Um, I don't think we expected it to be this quickly or the initial day. I, I mean, we, we had over $5,000 in the first day. So actually not even the first day on just Thursday. So I'm, I'm, I'm tracking it by day to kind of make sure I don't mess, miss any numbers anywhere. I mean, so what I dropped it like two or three um, on Thursday afternoon and we made $5,000 by midnight. You know what I mean? So in the process of like seven, nine, I don't even know how many that is. My brain isn't working right now. Uh, 10 hours, we made $5,000. So that, that was absolutely blew everybody away. But we, we had 100% confidence that the 112 would be funded and, and funded pretty quickly. Obviously, the 
the high total, the 18,000, that's, that's a big ask for, um, even as dedicated as our community is, it's a big ask for a, a smallish community, you know? So we, we did expect to have a good initial push and, and kind of a plateau and, and, and maybe eventually get there. We, and, and that's kind of why I don't have good answers for how long this is going to stay up. How long are we going to do this? Because the answer is if we keep getting solid, steady, even if it's low numbers, you know, just a few hundred dollars a day, but if it, if it's every single day until we hit that, then there's no need for us to change anything or take anything down because it's still working, if that makes sense. So, um, so we don't, haven't really thought that fully through. It's just, Hey, we feel like this is product that people are going to want, um, that people will get excited about, especially the, the cheaper dom, the staple doms and things like that, that maybe they don't have the funding for the first couple of weeks, even, you know, some people need, you know, a few weeks or maybe even a month to be able to raise, save some money to, to splurge. So, we, we're very aware of that and that's kind of why it doesn't have an end date. And that was kind of another thing with the, uh, the Kickstarter that we were a little bit worried about because we felt like the numbers that we needed to raise and drive were so high that we didn't think that even with Kickstarter, we could do it in 30 to 60 days, which are the two most common timeframes for, for Kickstarter. And that scared us a lot. And so with this one being open-ended and, and really up and running until I shut it down, like we, that, that gave us a lot more confidence too. I definitely uh, can understand the uh, confidence being that you're not trying to squeeze it in. Cause I, you have to be realistic and understand that that plateau is going to happen. And it's just a matter of where that happens. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, do you steadily increase from that plateau to your goal or, does something else need to change? So have you guys given any thought to maybe like, I know that there was a mention of products could change within the offerings, but you mentioned as long as it's doing what it's doing, there's no need to necessarily change that. Um, but have you guys thought to maybe create another push, maybe offering a few, uh, a few more items or changing out items just to get another push? Um, and is that possible to happen? Like another another thought, I guess that you know some people might have had is like, okay, we hit the one twelve, so we we've got that funded at that you know benchmark of nine k. Well, now do we offer another product to get to that next tier, and then possibly a, another product after that to just keep the mm-hmm. the push going? Have you guys given thought to that at all? Yeah, I mean we've thought all of it through, and we even had some ideas, uh, even had a couple of products that we kind of thought that needed to be in in the fundraiser and then just ultimately things have happened where there was either enough unknowns or just things didn't work out I guess is, is the way some of it work, has worked out that we didn't include it and so it's there there's definitely things that we've discussed that can be added and, and maybe even should be added in the future but as far as like making a brand new like we've hit the 112, so let's retire this and, and start a brand new campaign. Uh, we, we haven't thought that far ahead. Um, you know, and, and that's, you know, again, we, the reason we haven't thought that far ahead is kind of the same answer I gave you a minute ago is because we know some people need a little time to make sure they both see the site, but also have the funds to be able to buy it. 
there's one thing I will say about the products and that is interesting that I have received at least a couple of questions about, and I think it's important to know is that Rob is really big on making sure that people have access to things. And it's been kind of funny. Rob, Rob has always, he, he knows that there's a group of people out there that are obsessive collectors and, and, and I guess that extends to you and me as far as, you know, we, we have all the shiny. I'm not a collector. Yeah. We, well, we claim we're not, right? Because we don't uh, go try to find those white uh, brigade angels or whatever. You know what I mean? We don't go yeah. to those weird, obscure things, but we get everything else. And so even. Yeah, even, we get the cool stuff. Yeah. And, and so even to that degree, Rob has always been kind of one of those where he's like, I appreciate those guys. Obviously, they support me a lot. Um, but they're not who I'm catering to. And so if I have the opportunity to make things available and make, make it for more people to get and more people to acquire, then that's what I'm going to do, you know? So, and that's kind of another reason why we kind of haven't thought anything else through because we were going to give this its due. We were going to let people have the opportunity to, to acquire this stuff. And, and, and I'm not, and I'm not going to say that it's 100, everything here is going to 100% come back in the future. But I also will say that I'm, that it might never come back. Um, cause Rob is not really, um, he's always erred on the side of generosity and more availability than, than exclusiveness. So, you know, there's a chance that maybe some of this stuff stays up for eternity or something, but, um, you know, or, you know, but maybe some of it goes away because, it just hasn't sold well and it goes, it drifts off into obscurity too. I don't know. It's, it's just kind of that interesting balance of there's that fine line of, have we given everybody an opportunity to buy this before we take it down? And then what about those people that join two years later? Are they going to want it too? You know? So um, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of a hard fine line balance that we, we run into sometimes. And um, that that's kind of, interesting and that's something for i guess us as a team to figure out but it's just a kind of a little tidbit that i figured i'd throw out there because some people have asked and and it's a it is a good question it's a it's good to know that too so reading into that if there is any changes um it seems like maybe something would be added versus something going away as a uh, limiting factor of the availability of it yeah unless something just really doesn't sell and we just want to create room for something else and and we don't want Rob to print a whole bunch of stuff either. And that's kind of why the delay is there. Um, we definitely don't want Rob to send off and create a thousand of all of these and then sit on 500 of, of something. That's that's not the game that we're playing anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful that we're not playing that game anymore because it leads to, you know, wonderful uh, changes that impact the game like Roots filling in taking the role of those old filler cards and cards that have had their time, but they, they need to move to the side, homie. We need some, <laughs> we need some new cards in the, the back of the pack so that my excitement doesn't stop with the five cards in the front. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to uh, have excitement all the way through. And I think that that's really cool. And I think it's going to be super fun when those start to fill in with packs and, gives me a reason to go back and buy Prophecy of Christ. If, you know, I'm looking for an extra copy of a couple of cards, maybe I buy a box instead of buying those individual cards because you could potentially get roots with them as well. So it gives a little bit of life and viability to uh, 
to the sales of those older sets that people might already have what they need of, um, except for maybe duplicates and stuff, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Um, and that further, you know, allows Rob to support his business by, oh, well, now there's a new reason to buy these these sets of the past few years. Yeah. So that's that's definitely impactful as well to think about. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you, how much has Rob been involved in the process of, uh, I know that it was originally his idea, and obviously he's he's been super active compared to his normal just kind of a lurking self, mm-hmm. if you will, um, saying that he's, you know, stepped up in your guys's uh, group message or whatever. And then he's mentioned, or he's, he's said a few things on the discord where he's normally, you know, pretty quiet there. So it seems like he's excited about the, the game state right now. And, you know, seeing this come to life and stuff, but how much has he been involved with the fundraiser side of it? And then I guess from the idea to now with roots as a whole, I mean, he's, he's definitely been involved in all of it. Um, he he's not hands-on i guess is the best way to say it and that's not because he is lazy or anything like that that's it's an amazing trust that he has in in us as a team and and ultimately i hope it's also a that we have done i mean the guys in the past have done well and i hope that we're doing well as a kind of a newer group with especially uh, myself and Joe and Tyler coming on all very recently that we've, we've done a good job in continuing the kind of the standard that the team has had over the years and the communication and things like that. So as far as like the roots cards and what those look like and what those involve, again, he, he doesn't have um, a whole lot of input in that. He, he just said, this is what I want. This is the numbers we're looking for is both as far as how many cards I need. This is the funds we need to raise um, you know, what, what do we need to do to make that happen? Um, he was definitely involved in all of that. And then kind of the same thing for the fundraiser. I mean, he's, he's the one that had to create, uh, I gave him the link and told him basically everything he needed to know, but obviously he has to set it up under his company and, and all of that stuff. So, I mean, it's, he, he's, he's involved in everything that we do. And, uh, he's probably tired of, of emailing me and talking to me on the phone because there has been a lot of conversations over the last few months of just direct contact. And I felt like there for a while I was emailing uh, him two or three times a week just to get clarification and and get things worked out. So um, he's been heavily involved as far as the processes go. He just, he doesn't do all the details if that makes sense. So, yeah. I I definitely uh, picked up on those vibes when I met him for the first time last year at Nationals that he knows exactly what's going on, even though he might not be, you know, involved with the X's and O's decisions um, per se. But I also think that it's really cool right now how um, we talk about, you know, him being excited about this fundraiser happening and funding this and getting new cards in the packs and things and seeing his excitement for the game that he created so long ago and it working towards, you know, being more uh, new player friendly and working towards a, what we all hope is a better future than it has been in the past. And it is currently, we always want to be working towards a better future um, in everything. And, you know, playing the, this game that we all love is no different but I guess it's it's exciting to see 
him be excited about it, and it makes it easier for someone like me to invest in this game because mm-hmm. of the way that Rob treats this game, how he approaches it, how he cares about it, but allows the players that play it and love it as much as you know he, he probably did initially on just to see their passion and allow them to make the decisions, but him still be as the figurehead of it. Yeah. Um, involved and excited about it. And it just makes it easier, I guess, for me to decide, hey, I'm going to spend 450 bucks to help, you know, support this and get one copy of everything. Uh, making that decision is a lot easier when you can see that type of person at the head of the table, so to speak. Yeah, and, and, and he said that too. Like, he, he loves this community and wants to be a part of it. And I, I think that's why, at least as far as I'm concerned, I've made an effort to always make sure dates are available for Rob to come to the nationals. Cause he wants to be there and just sometimes life doesn't allow him to be. Um, but yeah, he, he, he's in, we don't do anything unless he okays it. So, I mean, he is, he's, he loves it all. He loves this community. And, and what's, and what's cool is to be able as a community to kind of blow him away sometimes too. So that's, uh, that was definitely fun this week. Yeah. So, I guess I've got a couple of questions I want to ask you directly as a player, but I'll, I'll finish up the uh, elder hat questions here and just ask you, we are officially funded for the first 112 cards. Mm-hmm. We were told, I'm just putting a couple of things together and uh, I'm not, I don't want to assume anything. So I'm just asking, but since we have the 112 funded, is there any chance that those 112 go to print and get packed in the Israel's Rebellion run at Nationals so that there's less filler cards, so to speak, in the back. Right. And you do get some of those new cards, or is it just we're not going to print any until we get to the 18? Uh, I know that that's kind of how it was framed up initially. We're going to wait and see if we can get to 18 before printing any. But reaching that goal, uh, seeing Rob excited about it, has anything, you know, potentially – Assuming that that's kind of a fluid situation, has any uh, change been made to that, or is that a possibility? Not that I'm aware of, but you know, I I, I don't want to ever speak for Rob, especially when that's a conversation we've not had. the The whole goal has been to see what we can raise in the first place, because the I, and most of us understand it, right? You you go to Walmart and buy something, then it's a certain price. If you go to Sam's Club, which is kind of the wholesale package store, has a lot more in it, you get the same thing for a lot cheaper because you're buying more. And and card games are no different. So if he sends the 112 now and then we fund the other ones for 112, it's we're actually eating into the margins a little bit more because we're, he's getting a quantity discount if he does it all at once. So that's definitely been the goal and the plan was to just kind of do it all at once. Obviously, our our hope and, and desire was that when Israel's Rebellion dropped, that it, it was going to have all 100% rotation cards, and that's how we presented it even. And then just un- through unfortunate delays and things like that with the, the fundraiser mostly, it just it, it looks like that's probably not going to be the initial release, but who knows? Maybe maybe he surprises us and, and does that, but that's not something I'm going to you know personally ask because it wasn't the expectation to begin with, if that makes sense. I got you. Um, and I guess I lied to you. I do have one follow-up question to that, um, and this might be another one of those. You haven't had that conversation yet, so you can't speak about it, but, you know, 
being the the guy here on the <laughs> on the podcast, I got to at least ask a question, right? Yep. So he put on the Discord yesterday around seven thirty. He said, reading verbatim his his message, I can confirm, or I confirm, we are over nine k. Mm-hmm. Several exclamation points. So you see the excitement jumping out. Amazing fan base. If we get close to 18K, I will make up the difference. I can't help it. So grateful. Yeah. And then he puts a quote here from Exodus. Have you had any conversation with him about what that close to 18? Like, are we talking get to 17, 16, 15? What, what is close? Like, that's close can mean a lot of things to a right. lot of different people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously, it sounds like we don't necessarily have to bridge the full difference because he's now reaffirming that he's invested in the game so much to where he's willing to, uh, based on our, the way that the community showed up here for this fundraiser in the early part, he's willing to, you know, take another part of that and fund it himself. Right. Do you know what that amount is that we need to get close to? Or is that uh, something that you have to find out from Rob? Yeah, it's a conversation I'll have to have, you know, but I I kind of, I have a general broad idea, but I'm definitely not going to, speak on it just because again, I've not confirmed it. Um, Cause we had that same kind of conversation with the starter decks and things like that, what that potentially would look like if we got close, but didn't maybe fully hit it or something like that, you know, and, and while that's great and wonderful, I, I just, I guess if people are going to listen to this, I would beg and, and plead to not let it necessarily just end there. Um, because if we can, because if we can hit the 18 without him having to help us out and even maybe raise a little bit more, there's, there's so many things that I have talked to him about and just kind of uh, thrown at him and just had different ideas and different thought processes. And what if we did this, what could we do here? What does this look like? And I think he even threw a couple of ideas out there too, right? If, uh, if we made extra money, I think he said something about, um, Packaging, packaging the, the and, newer sets. Yeah, and like maybe even a rule book because we, as surprising as it is to the elder team, we actually have a lot of people that have asked for a paper rule book. And we didn't think that was something that anybody wanted, but apparently they do. Um, you know, so there's been a lot of things that if we can get the the full funding and maybe even extra funding, like we can do even more. Like it doesn't stop. Like, okay, we, we, re, we raised 20000 so it's, Oh, 18,000 goes to roots and then 2000 goes in Rob's pocket. Now that 2000 is going to turn around and be something redemption related. And that's kind of another cool thing about this website that, you know, if we decide to do a Kickstarter or do this again, that if we raise money and definitely if we raise extra money that we have, we're trying to brainstorm some extra stuff to, to bring to the community that either we've never had, or maybe we haven't had in a while that would be, that would be cool for, for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I under, understand the, the long-term goal of not, not resting on our, our current, I guess, level of success with the fundraiser, but pushing towards that. It just seemed like maybe if we're leaning into it, the, the really excited part of me is like, Oh, we just got to get close, and if we do that this week, then maybe there's a chance we still pack those in at Nationals. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. So I think some people might have read that like I did, and even though like you guys could keep the site up after that, but maybe he like bridges that, and then we continue to do the fundraiser or whatever. No, I, I definitely think that's that's a better possibility than um, 
and again, this is this is me shooting from the hip. This is not a conversation I've had with Rob, but like if if you're talking about will he send the 112 cards since we've got those funded to have them ready by nationals or if we get you know close quote unquote whatever that looks like by the middle end of next week would he go ahead and fund the rest of it um to ha- potentially have it at nationals and then us kind of like pay him back by finishing yeah up, finishing a, a up poor boy can hope right yeah that that's definitely more realistic than the 112 again i'm not going to put rob behind the eight ball and make him do something but that's way more realistic than him sending half of it now paying for that and then paying for the other half later um just just to because he you know he's a good steward of his money like he he does what he's supposed to do um, but him throwing in, you know, whatever number that looks like for him to to help us get it sooner is definitely something I see him doing. I mean, he he literally did that for the starters. So, um, yeah, that, that's more probable in my mind than than the other option. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I was gearing my questioning towards. But I guess we we got there in the end of that's more a more realistic possibility than the other. And obviously, you deal with Rob more than. I've dealt with Rob. I met him at nationals and that's the extent of it. Um, so, you know, kind of more about his tendencies and whatnot. So uh, I guess we'll just as uh, players of the game that love the game, that would love to get it in at nationals sooner than, you know, having to buy cards with filler card or the new set with filler cards and then buy the set again or invest in another set that has roots down the road, try to get it in one fell swoop, mm-hmm. so to speak. There's a there. So you're saying there's a chance is the perfect uh, is the perfect meme for this right yeah, now. Absolutely. There's there's a chance. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I mentioned that the last couple of questions I have for you, I want you to take your elder hat and I want you to take it off, put it in the drawer. Um, you are just a longtime player and lover of the game of redemption, and I want you to to answer out of that versus you know. I've asked you a bunch of elder specific questions on the the back end of roots and the fundraiser, but as a longtime player, collector, reluctant collector, if you will, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, how impactful do you expect the release of roots to be as a, as a thing that brings so many more, I feel like it's going to create so many more playable uh, themes or at least help themes Mm -hmm. be more playable which we've all gear, wanted to uh, to see happen, and we've geared everything towards making more viable decks, you know, kind of in that B range versus just, oh, this is the 1A range deck or whatever, mm-hmm. or S tier, if you're, you're speaking in those terms. It seems like there's a lot of hope uh, just from what I've seen of it, and you've obviously got the, the context of the whole set of roots, mm-hmm. um, at least glancing over it, but how impactful do you think that's going to be towards the the card card pool and whatnot of redemption versus you know what you've seen in the past yeah i i think it's going to shake a lot of stuff up um i think it'll be really good uh because like i said it's because everything is going to not be theme specific per se um it will flesh out some themes like i said in the sense that it's going to have uh, some brigades or some some themes that need some love and need some help and so it's going to fill those gaps uh, not fully, but a little bit. And so obviously you know, kind of the, I guess the thought process, if I can quit mumbling over myself is 
if you're kind of looking at contender decks and things like that, it's going to allow those to be maybe fleshed out a little bit more, give a couple of options. And I, I would say, I, I would actually be surprised if there was a roots card that probably didn't end up in um, a contender deck somewhere down the line. Maybe there's a couple of really simplistic ones that uh, just aren't quote unquote good enough to go in a contender deck, but I don't know if that's the case or not, but I I would venture to say that at least 200 of the 224 go straight into a contender deck level deck or uh, replace something like that. So just to have that many more, you know, quality cards, maybe not high tier, like you were talking about AS tier cards, Um, Some of them are probably going to be, I think some of them are going to be great in a lot of decks, but just to be able to flesh out everything, every brigade, at least a little bit is, is going to be really cool and really impactful and really helpful again for those new or young people who can't necessarily afford stuff. Like I said, I'm going to be able to, I mean, it's going to take me a little bit to get, could you imagine we, we drop 224 cards and I try to collect X amount, six of each card or something like that. Um, and they're after, more. after you fund the, the after I, yeah, after dollars I multiple times, <laughs> which is fine again, because we, and it's not like I'm giving, you know, we're, I'm not giving the money away to not get anything that I want to. I mean, obviously I I'm, am a collector and I, I now have one of everything on order and then, uh, kind of like Chad did too. I'm going to be ordering a lot of the staple dominance to help out my guys that don't have a lot of money too. So, yeah, you know, so it's going to, it's going to benefit me. It's going to benefit my play group, but then it's also going to do the same thing again because it's going to greatly benefit my play group because they're going to be able to make better decks faster because they're going to be able to uh, acquire these cards that, you know, again, it's not just four or five cards that like you said, you get excited about and, Oh, well I don't play this brigade on any of these. So I literally just opened four a pack with four or five cards and I can't use any of them. The likelihood of you being able to use these is going to go up. And since it's going to hit every brigade and, and be spread out, it's going to help. It's going to help everybody. And, and since they all kind of all have the quote unquote, same rarity and value it, there's no, di- there's no issue with just being like, Hey, I got a bunch of blue cards. You got a bunch of green cards or whatever. John plays blue. I play green. Let's just switch them. You know, that that's not a big deal, which will, which will help young players too. So I think it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. You were involved in the game and you have that story that you were around it. You put your cards up and then you found your cards again mm-hmm. that everyone seems to have. I think I recall you, you saying you randomly found them like maybe moving houses or something. Yeah. yeah getting married and, and going through yeah. my stuff. You take house right um i don't know what all sets that you saw released in that early run or exactly where you picked up when you came back but from your experience as a player is the the near simultaneous release of potentially roots israel's deliverance uh starter decks and then israel's rebellion yeah i, I typed it in wrong here i said israel's deliverance and starter decks so the near simultaneous release of Roots, Israel's uh, Deliverance Starter Decks, and then Israel's Rebellion. Like, that's a lot of good stuff to be released mm-hmm. in a very short window of time. And it's like, we've already got all of this excitement of 
we've worked ourselves to this point with rotation and getting just almost, it feels like a close to a clean slate for the game mm-hmm. and cleaning up a lot of things, a lot of rule changes recently. And it feels like the biggest payoff of all of that is about to be all of these cool releases that are here. And obviously you've gotten to see it from the other side and be involved with it. And I'm sure it's, it's going to be so exciting from that side of it as an elder, but you know, speaking out of your just, sheer love of the game as a player. Do you think this is the biggest release or, or th- this window of releases is the biggest in the history of the game? And then how, what would you compare it to in previous releases? Like this is the best moment in time for releases since I don't know warriors that yeah. a lot of people say saved the game. Where would you rank that? And then is this the biggest in your opinion? Yeah. Yeah, I, so I was around. Um, I was around when Warriors packs were a thing. I, I opened those, but I also wasn't involved with the community, so I didn't know how big of a deal that was. And then the I know the the tens when those dropped, those were a big deal. Those kind of changed the game around a lot too. So, and I was around during the second drop of those, the the ten twenty through twenty five, and then obviously twenty six. Um, and those and those were pretty cool too, but. Yeah, it probably is uh, just with the sheer amount of things that are going on. I mean, within, I mean, just a handful of months time, we're talking about a a big fundraiser with a lot of fun stuff and then a new starter deck and a a new set and then roots and things like that. So um, just the sheer amount of stuff is absolutely exciting. I hope everybody is still excited. I know I, I myself have been slightly frustrated just because of how long it's taken to get all this stuff out. But, um, and so I think there's just a lot more release and and relief that uh, it's finally here, um, at least as far as I'm concerned. So maybe that's putting the elder hat back on, but so I am very excited for it. And the only thing I've probably been as excited about was maybe when prophecies of Christ first dropped and it had those uh, full art second coming and three woes and, and shipwrecks. Those, that was pretty cool. But again, that wasn't the sheer amount of, of stuff like this one. Cause you know, at, at some point when you open your 10th box, like I did and you're like, okay, cool. I got another one, but it wasn't quite as exciting. Um, you know, so there's a lot of excitement to go around here cause you're going to be, opening brand new packs, getting a lot of brand new cards. You're finally going to have those starters to teach people with. And and then eventually we're going to get some nice, shiny, fun stuff, you know, from the fundraiser too. So it's definitely pretty cool. I'm glad to have been involved in a lot of it. So that's, that's kind of cool on both sides. So I just know it's going to be a lot of fun for guys like you and me who are uh, dropping money for the fundraiser, but then going to have to have money to actually get the packs of rebellion at some point. So <laughs> I don't want to, uh, I don't want to say that I've, I've been working myself towards stuff like that, but I, uh, in the last two weeks, I am going to end up hitting 160 hours at work. So <laughs> I have worked both of the last weekends and, and working crazy long days and stuff, mostly because work has, has picked up and I'm trying to uh, implement some new things there to kind of change the way that we approach business to set up a better way of doing things to put less stress on my individual guys that are under me and balance things out better. But to do that, to get to that groundwork, we've had to do a lot of uh, other things to kind of get to that transition point. So I put in a lot of time there and that's great work works happy that I'm, I'm dedicating myself to that. And I'm happy that maybe that yields, you know, a few more 
chances to invest into the game, whether it's the fundraiser or the sets when they, they actually come out. These root set, you know, Israel's Rebellion and, you know, getting starter decks. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely excited about that. You are not wrong in that regard. I guess we've talked a lot about everything, but I, I don't want to uh, to shortchange anything, but what do you out of the the three things obviously we're we're going to get we're going to get a lot of of cool things out of these three releases and then potentially we're going to get those in hand maybe we get the outside shot of roots cards being in the first run at nationals of israel's rebellion you know poor boy hoping over here but even if it it comes later you're going to get all of that potentially in hand before you get the fundraiser items and then on the back side oh Here's your fundraiser items, and then you're gonna open that box, and you're gonna get that shiny. You're gonna get that shiny, beautiful son of God, with the uh, baptism of Jesus artwork that is just gonna pop and look beautiful, I'm sure. But out of all these things, whether it's the fundraiser items, it's uh, the starter deck that you put a lot of time into. What singular thing? And this is where I, I feel like you're just gonna give me one of those generic answers, and I can't blame you, but. What singular thing are you the most excited for as a player and potential collector? Which thing are you the most excited to put your hands on first? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as a collector, obviously, the fundraiser stuff, because that's that's super cool and, and they're going to look so good, uh, especially the foil stuff. As, as a playgroup leader, I, I really do look forward to Roots um, just to be able to just give my guys a ton of extra cards and stuff because, because again, I mean, obviously I'm going to have to acquire a bunch for me, but I'm going to be able to just hand them over at some point too. And, and that's going to help my guys grow faster and get better decks quicker. So I'm excited about that too. Um, so I don't know. I just, I'm, and then kind of as a, you know, the, the elders, I mean, and I know this is literally what you were saying. I'm copping out, but at least I'm giving you the different hats, I guess. As the elder side, it's it's really cool to finally see the the product that Tyler and I in particular have, have worked a lot of hours on, um, kind of developing and creating with the starter decks and rebellion. And it it's been a it's been a learning process. There's been a lot of changes and and just different things. And we finally kind of figured out our philosophy as a team, what we want to do and go forward and, and what that looks like. So for those to finally and it feels like it's just been delayed and, and things like that. And maybe it's not felt like that for you guys, but for us, it just has been. Um, and so it's nice to finally see that come out too and and see that, you know, we, we can do this and we can handle this a little bit, which is kind of uh, fulfilling too. So, so yeah, I guess to answer your question, all of it, but, but in, in a variety of different reasons and different ways, cause I, cause I, I do, I do wear many hats in the, in the game and I, I love them all. So. Um, and they all mean at least something, you know, more than nothing to me. So, yeah, that's the, that's the cop out answer that I, <laughs> I figured we would get, but definitely a lot of things to be excited about. And, uh, maybe once, once this, I guess, release season, we'll just call it, you know, most, most of the time we call it tournament season or nationals, uh, season, whatever, whatever you want to call it. This is really release season because there's so much cool thing, uh, so many cool things coming out at once. Uh, you got to roll the fundraiser into that, which is kind of a first of its kind for the game, uh, especially on the the scale that it is. You've got 
the new starter decks. You've got the new set, Israel's Rebellion. You've got Roots as a, you know, way to replace those older cards and sets. Just a lot of cool things releasing. So this is really release season, right? Oh, yeah. Um, And I know that you have helped with the Elder Group in developing sets before, but maybe after all these things releases, I'll have to, you know, find a way to get you and maybe Tyler both on. I feel like the amount of work that you guys, that I know that you have put in, in individually and collectively as a as a duo into Israel's Rebellion, the starter decks, and at least just the thought process, just because I've been picking your brain forever, it seems like, about these two things. I got to feel like when it releases, it's going to feel completely different, um, more like you had a direct impact than maybe previous. Uh, I know you did, like, New Testament Gold and worked with some of the uh, – I think Tyler did some of the thieve work, mm-hmm. thieves work on um, GOC. But taking this set, this being your baby, and seeing it, you know, be part of such a, a huge moment in time for the game, I gotta feel like uh, that's gonna be quite the adventure for you when it finally releases and people start opening those packs at nationals. So maybe we'll have to get you on back uh, around that time to kind of see if it lived up to. Uh, or, or how it compared to previous releases that you helped with since this one, you put a lot more thought and things into that. Yeah. It might feel a little different right now. Like I said, I'm just, I, I'm just glad it's, it's done. <laughs> so yeah, you're I, just whooped right now. I, I am dude. I'm uh, between life and, and everything we're doing right now. I am, I am tired. So I'm, I'm glad to everything is, is going to print. Like I said, we're, we're literally just kind of reviewing roots cards, but again, they're so simple and so straightforward that there shouldn't be a whole lot of, of extra work there. So uh, it's finally kind of slowing down here and then life is going to slow down, you know, for me finally, at least a little bit, at least uh, during the week, not on the weekends and things and get to get a vacation or two in there, reset, do, do some mission trips and stuff, which is always busy, but fun, but it, it gets me in a different mental headspace. So I, I, I'm just at a spot where I'm like, Hey, finally get to, to breathe. And now I get to focus on starting to get ready for nationals. Cause I haven't even had any thought, had any time to put, put into that. Um, and that's a kind of a different story for a different day, but man, I, that's not as stressful as a lot of people uh, probably think it is at least for me. Um, and maybe it's just cause I've done it now a few, just a couple of times. And I, um, I love it, man. I just, I, I'm looking forward to that, to getting to, to see everybody again and, and not having to travel for it for me is going to be helpful, especially this year. So I get to focus on that and actually start figuring out food and give you guys answers for that now. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah. Can't wait for, uh, for the, the rest of this tournament season and the obvious culmination of that in nationals there in Knoxville. But I guess for this podcast, we've about uh, tackled enough stuff. <laughs> We're an hour thirty six minutes in here, and short somebody said, some of these. <laughs> "Yeah, somebody said something about the podcast getting shorter." And I, I don't know where that that came through. I, I don't know if I, you know, said uh, like a poor word choice that made people think I was going to start shortchanging the podcast, but. You know, you get us, me and you, we're, we're a couple of motor mouths. If you get us going. Oh, yeah. We have to stick to a topic because otherwise we we take, I, I don't know. That, yeah. That four-hour podcast would be in jeopardy if we didn't have a thought process. <laughs> yeah. I think we could go for the podcast record if, if somebody didn't stop us. Yep. But 
definitely want to thank you for coming on and sharing at least uh, from your, both from your experience as a player, you know, there on those last few questions, even though it's kind of hard now for you to put that, that hat away, that elder hat, but definitely like seeing the mindset and the thought and the development of what the idea that Rob gave you guys for roots, what it turned into knowing the fundraising and all of that. And I know that, you know, from all the conversation that we've had, I know you've got to be feeling so much relief of it's out there, it's doing well, um, and you got to feel like you're all ready. Even if we haven't quite got all the way to the funding, uh, the goal of 18, it's it's definitely got to feel like, okay, we're here, we've made it, mm-hmm. uh, we're doing good. So I'm, I'm as a friend, I am thank, uh, thankful that you get to have that, that feeling and you get to start taking that weight off of yourself. And you don't have to bottle it in. And, you know, if you need to share anything else ever, you know, if something's weighing on your mind, you've just got all these spoilers and they're weighing you down and you need to decompress, <laughs> this is the place to do it. Me and you, we'll just get on here. We'll hit the record button and we'll just let you spill your heart out, okay? Yeah. I'm sure the guy, the guys out there listening, any ladies that are listening, anybody out there that listens to the podcast uh, routinely, they don't mind you just coming on and just sharing a bunch of spoilers. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the problem. Like I said, I was, I, I was completely surprised. Um, and actually I've kind of been excited when, when Gabe started re-talking about roots and started dropping stuff. I'm like, Oh good. I get to see stuff I haven't seen in months because I have not had any time to, to go back and look at them. So I've actually recently gone back through them and completely forgotten some of the stuff that we put in here and, and just kind of going back through it and going down the nostalgia road and, seeing some of the things that I enjoyed playing with um, kind of back in the day come back is, is going to be, has been a lot of fun for me. So yeah, I, I don't actually even, I didn't have spoilers and, uh, until the, all this stuff dropped, I was able to finally go back and, and review cause I've had to focus other where uh, other places. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, I think everybody, I think you'll be, even more excited about roots when we actually figure out what all is in there too. So, cause especially if you played the game for any amount of time, there's going to be some stuff you're going to be like, Oh yeah, let's go. Obviously, you know, we'll see each other on the old tournament trail, you know, a few times before nationals and then we'll see each other there, but definitely want to uh, wish you well wishes and uh, prayers for you as you do your mission trips and you uh, get to enjoy maybe shifting gears a little bit and, you know, Definitely not removing the game from your thought, but, you know, shifting gears and getting to focus on some other things. I want to thank all the effort that you personally have put in and all of you guys that are on the Elder team to bring all of this exciting stuff to us as a community. So thanks for joining, and I think we'll leave it there. Sounds good. Peace. See you. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the Threshold Floor Podcast. As I said before, I want to thank you guys for listening and tuning in. I want to thank Chris for coming on and sharing a lot of the, you know, behind the scenes that went into bringing the Roots Project to life and also the fundraiser that we are now using to hopefully fund all the way up to the third tier and fully maxing out the Roots set. Also, I want to thank our sponsors over at Covenant Games. If you appreciate the podcast, make sure you let John know. Thank him for his support to allow us to do this for you. And we'll check you out next week. Peace.